If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. It's very important when you are in an immersive environment, the interactivity. It's not you are inside the place and you are going to listen and to see. You have to interact, you have to manipulate, you have to decide what you want to learn and in the way that you want to experiment with all these things. Carlos J. Ochoa is reimagining the future, and what he envisions is one which includes engaging students in learning through augmented and virtual reality. Carlos is the founder and CEO of Madrid-based XR services company One Digital Consulting. He's also president of the VRAR Association's Madrid chapter, as well as VRARA Global Co-Chair of Education. Carlos is the author of numerous articles and publications on digital technologies, including the VRARA's white paper on best practices in virtual and augmented reality in education. He's a frequent speaker on the topic of XR in education, and among the honors he's garnered recently, in April, Analytics Insight magazine shortlisted him for the 10 most influential digital transformation leaders in 2020. Carlos, you say on your blog and also on LinkedIn that virtual reality is one of your passions. How did you first discover that passion? Well, yes, it's a passion because, well, I started to work with computers almost 30 years ago, 40 years. I cannot remember. It was just in the last century, you know, so I can say that. <laughs> so when I started to work in Siemens, I started to work with geographical information systems. I can say that I was really a pioneer in this environment. And then we started to investigate and to work in what we call it hybrid systems that were, the idea was to integrate the maps, cartography with image processing with satellite images and together with object data and qualified data. So the next step was to to say, okay, we can integrate all this data. Would it be possible to put it in a virtual environment in the way that we can make simulations for road for road projects or for engineer projects? And that was the issue. We started to to work with the first silicon graphics machines, and well, I discovered that it was really an amazing environment for me to develop ideas and to develop the career. So this was just the, the beginning. And uh, here we are. When you talk about development career, congratulations on almost six years, if I have it correct, on one digital consulting. Would you tell me the story of your XR services company, please? Well, the company, well, we, I was, well, I spent, when I left Siemens, I, I spent uh, almost 15 years in a Spanish company who we focused on research and development in image processing. And we started to make a lot of projects in education. Well, we, we have three main topics or sections of activities. One was education, the other was cultural heritage, and the other was healthcare. And we were working for almost 15 years until the crisis the previous crisis started in Spain. 
So we had to close the company. It was terrible because we had an amazing talent people, a lot of engineers, a lot of, well, very, very, very good people. And this was one of my hardest pastime in my life. So then I decided to develop my own company, first focus on e-learning. It was e-learning consulting and then the evolution to the one digital consulting because I said, well, it maybe it's time to start again with the virtual reality and augmented reality environment, based on our experiences in the past and uh, using new technologies, new devices. The devices now are more affordable, the quality and the libraries. And well, let's try. And this is what I did. So it's reinventing myself once again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at one special area here where you talk about education. You've got smart education labs. Let's go inside that in our imagination. And I'd like to have you tell me what a student might experience using smart education labs with what you've done with AR and also with VR. Yeah. Well, the idea started, well, I started to develop this idea. It was in five, six years ago, we were working for the Ministry of Education of the United Arab Emirates, just trying to replicate the experiences that we had with the digital education with the Spanish government. And we understood that because this experience working in augmented books and digital books uh, was, uh, let's say, not really enthusiastic for the students, we had to develop a new approach, a new concept. And the concept was to to go a step forward about smart education content. The idea was to create open spaces where you can put different technologies in the way that in these open spaces with a new educational approach and a new educational environment, the teachers could have the opportunity to experiment with different technologies and to build up new projects. So it was really, we call it action-based learning in the way that you can replicate real-life experiences with your technology. So we never used the VRAR technology as an isolated platform. So it's part of a complex concept. So sometimes you can use it for simulation, sometimes you can use it to visualize or to represent some projects or ideas or experiences, but you can integrate it with artificial intelligence, with robotics, with another kind of artifacts, and you can replicate or you can rebuild the imaginary object that you thought to resolve your problem with a 3D printer. This was the idea, to create this open environment where you have resources, you have digital resources, you have methodologies, and the students can investigate and can replicate some ideas just from scratch. And this was how it works and how it was, this concept was designed. And then we discovered the problems to implement this technology because the first step was the implementation in, in 10 schools in the United Arab Emirates. And we understood that training teachers was an issue and it was the most important barrier. How to train the teachers not to use the technology, how to understand the, the overall concept. So we had to 
develop a platform where we put all the methodologies and the supporting activities for the teachers for the normal day by day. So because when the people talk about education, they forgot the day after, you know. So when you leave the the training, the seminar, or the workshop, or masterclass, whatever, and the teachers are alone, and then they are with the computer, with the devices, with this crazy stuff, so, and now what are we going to do tomorrow, you know? And this is the big question. So this is why we work a lot in methodology, trying to to build this concept as a as a complete platform. But it's uh, day by day, so it's, it's nothing that you can say, okay, it's done, because you are learning every day, the customers are different, the teachers are different. It's very, very complex to work with teachers, because, well, I will tell you something. Today, in this scenario, because I really put it on a paper, just for a, a previous interview, what's going on today in the real world, for instance, Spain, well, uh, talking about the youth unemployment, Spain is in the worst position in Europe. But if you see the picture about the unemployment of the people is leaving the, the university, is really a drama. Another very important topic or issue is Latin America, more than 50% of the people has no access to broadband. So now they will have big problems with the technology and education. Another very important issue, for instance, in Canada, 90% of the schools are not going to open their VR labs because the health and the hygiene situation. Or, for instance, if we talk about the digital divide, and according to the Garden News, more than 25% of students in UK will have big problems in the near future, 25%. New York Times, today talking about the burning man. I don't know if you have heard about that. This burning man experience in outer space. The people is crazy jumping from one experience to the other. And New York Times talking about if this is the last chance for VR and internet. So today we can see that we are in a new generation we can forget about the generation set and all this old stuff. Today we are living in a post-COVID generation. And this will be very, very dramatical situation for the students because the teachers need to change the mindset completely. They have to think that this nobody's going to help them to understand the new paradigms and the school is everywhere so we cannot say that the school is like a jail where the students have to go there because the parents has to be at work or whatever so teachers need to change the mindset they have to learn very very fast they have to adapt to this new environment and they have to do it by themselves or they have to learn from different organisms or governments or whatever, and the school is everywhere. So the students need to be safe at the school, need to be safe at home, and parents and teachers and supporters has to take care about that. So this is absolutely the real thing. How do we address that problem, that we're getting a growing digital divide, that education may be a matter of who has the broadband and who does not? Yes, you can see, for instance, some these days, also these days, today, I received the video from a publicity from one 
top level schooling in the States, that they have everything about the security, hygiene, and health security in their environment. You cannot imagine how much it costs only for a school, so it's not a university. So first of all, we need, and the goal and the education community has to put the focus on that. We need broadband in every school and at home. I don't know if you know the, how much money are getting the telco operators during these days. And I, I've never saw the, the government put in the pressure on the telco operators. The telco operators are really crucial in this point, and they have to support the citizens and the smart citizens and the smart schools and every school all around the world. This is something that the government has to put the focus right now, okay? We cannot spare for more time. And the second is this, the internet at, at home has to be cheaper. They cannot get so crazy amount of money just to have broadband. This is crazy. It's not normal. So this is something, two, two main topics are internet and the schools, internet at home. The third thing is to design a teacher's training program and when I talk about teachers' training program, I, I'm talking about a complete ecosystem. Teachers are the parents, the supervisors, the cares, the people who take care of, of the kids and the students at home. So we have to define the complete paradigm, okay? Because the, the, the work is everywhere. When you are working at home, who take cares about your your work, you have to pay for internet, you have to design your homework ecosystem. It's the same with education. Otherwise, there will be a big, big digital divide. And for not talking about the problems with the environment and the other issues, because it seems that only COVID is the problem, but we have a lot of big problems in this new society. So we cannot forget this post-COVID students' generation. This will be really a big, big drama for the future. Nobody's going to support our society. What are some resources you really like for homeschooling parents and for teachers right now who want to get their classes more involved in learning through VR and AR? What works really well right now? Well, you can use VR and AR at home and it's safe, okay? The problem is that the devices could be expensive. I mean, could be expensive, but it's not truth because how much cost some labs to develop or to construct or to, to build a lab at the school or at the university at the end is a part of, of the laptop so it could be a big well it must be very very difficult and tough because in the bar association we are talking about that and when we talk with the manufacturers that they have to decrease the prices of the devices you know, education is not an issue for the, the big manufacturers So because they move from one sector to the other. so But this is another very important issue. You can use it at home as we are using as professionals at home. So to use a good computer, to have a, a device, and you can share the device with your community in a safe environment, or you can build a smart labs at the school where you can create a protocol in the way that you can share the experience between the different students as they need to use the school. But the drama today, when you see the pictures 
of the new opening schools all around the world. They cannot use the computer. They cannot touch cables. They cannot use the pencil. They cannot use the book. So what are they going to do at the school? Just listen to the teacher? You know, this is absolutely crazy. So we need to define these new protocols in the way that we can use the technology to dismiss all these barriers all around the world. It's not because the, the devices, is not because the computer. It's because we need to resolve this problem, put it all the parts of the ecosystem together and to say, hey, if you want to sell devices in the future, the kids need to understand and to use it right now and they need to understand the value so you have to invest right now otherwise forget it nobody will use it for video games or whatever because they are not going to have money to pay for that besides the changes we've mentioned with the manufacturers and with broadband needing to happen how do you most want to see education innovate in the next five years well this is a good question (laughs) but it's really tough you know what i'm trying to do is to put all these ideas together and to spread the voice around the media, the different associations and organizations like Immersive Learning Research Network, Educators in VR, the VRAR Association. And that is not enough, you know, because at the end, this is, we are like uh, bubbles. And those bubbles are cycles where you know everybody around this cycle. And it's very tough to break this cycle and to make it bigger. So the thing is that we, we need to work with evidences and to push the government to understand that the change is not going to come just by, by the time. So they have to put the money. They have to put the money, they have to invest, and then let's do our job. We know how to do it because we have written a lot of methodologies. We have read, we have the experience with different governments, but this, we need to define a sustainable model for the near future. And the near future needs, let's say, five main objectives. First, internet all around the world, 5G, 4G, whatever. So every school and every home at home, they need internet access. The second is about the school is everywhere. And the third is the teachers have to change the mindset and the parents need to change the mindset and the governments need to change the mindset in the way that education is the basic rule for the sustainability of the planet and the society of the present and the future. The fourth one is about the immersive learning environment or platforms or services that can utilize in a normal environment the, the, the society or the ecosystem members to reutilize content that because there is a lot of content all around the world. You can use the you can visit the pages from UNESCO and another global organizations or the Spanish government or the UK government. A lot of governments develop a lot of content during the last years that are very close to the, the curriculum. And the curriculum has to change afterwards because otherwise we cannot stay taking the lessons at 10 years ago at the last year. And this is also another problem that will appear right now. If you don't have this technology because the, the COVID situation, then who is going to learn 
the practical issues and how you are going to implement this technology if nobody's going to use it because they, they don't put the money to work in a safe environment. Imagine just, for instance, an example. If you are a medical doctor and you are working in a high-risk environment in an hospital, who is going to work there? They have the protocols. So they work in a safety environment. So now we have to think that uh, a lab or the education lab will be like a hospital or something like that. So we can use the same methodology, the same approach. And this is not a problem. It's a problem of money. But it's a, we want to resolve the future. So why money is a, is a problem? If we don't put the money now, we, don't get, we will never get the money back from the, the future citizens of the society. Yes. And education, the, the thing about uh, content, uh, well, this is terrible. I will tell you a, a lot of histories. The people right now is moving from jumping from outer space to engage uh, to Burning Man. And it's like uh, the people is like uh, hitting the, the real situation, you know, jumping from one virtual world to another. And everybody is talking about everything because everybody has a blog and everybody's expert in nothing. And this is why for me it's not an history to be influencer. I want to influence in the, in the people just to change the world and to change the rules, not because I want 1,000 or 10,000 followers just for nothing. <laughs> it's not my life. I don't want followers. I want to change the rules. I want to change the world. Otherwise, we are going to, to well, we don't have time. We have to change the rules very, very fast. So you can see a lot of people creating virtual worlds without any added value. I'm talking about the stupid things. And this is another barrier because when the teacher saw that, they said, well, what is the value of that? What are you talking about in this environment just uh, talking and jumping like uh, crazy? So what is the value for the students? And what is the value for the society? I, I cannot see a, an industry, an industrial company, a petrochemical plant or car manufacturer jumping from one <laughs> virtual environment to the other. So they have to manufacture cars. They have to produce cars. They have to produce engines. So what is the, the connection between real life and jumping from one virtual world to another? You know what I mean? So if we want to resolve real life problems, focus on real life problems. One thing is, okay, entertainment is good, but the kids are super excited and super engaged. They don't need to be engaged more, just jumping. So, and this is, okay, this is very serious. And this is why I, I said this is my passion, because I take it very seriously. I don't like to vandalize with these things, you know. What has been one of the best creative experiences you have had with creating content that has a purpose for education since you started One Digital? Well, the most amazing, well, how I will tell you, you know, it's my passion. So uh, every time I start a new project, for me, it's like a new baby. So, but talking about, um, let's say, because the complexity of that was the reconstruction of the Islamic city of Cuenca. Because this was a two years project where more than 20 people were working on that. Archaeological people, architects, engineers, designers, modelers. So some advisors, people, experts in uh, Muslim civilizations. And it was really complex. 
and to put it all together to rebuild the Asian city of Cuenca, where there was no, let's say, physical evidence because everything was destroyed by the Christians and they rebuilt the complete city. Only there's, there were some walls or some, well, very small uh, buildings. So to reconstruct the complete city was an amazing project. Once this was finished, the idea was to use this as an environment where a lot of things could happen. For instance, the students or the visitors, just for tourists, the visitors can go and move around the place and they can see the evolution of the city during the time, okay, along the time. And, uh, well, the second stage was to rebuild the Christian city and to, to make an overlay of the different cities. And this was done using the digital terrain model, the vegetation and all the, the reality about that. It was not like a Lego city, okay? Because there were many people working on that. So the thing is how we can reutilize all this content as we did for the recent museums. We said, okay, if we can integrate the buildings, the physical environment, and we can explain to the people why this place was located in this mountain, for instance, um, why it was built around the river, the, the civilization, the culture, the impact in the environment, why in this located, it was located in this specific place, and why the Muslims decided to put it here, and the impact of the different cultures coming from the Al-Andalus, it was really impressive to discover all these things because during this period of time, it was about 800 years where the Muslims were in Spain. Uh, well, not in Spain, it was in the Iberia region. There were a lot of evolution in the culture and the society and a lot of inventions were developed together in this Caliphate of Cordoba. So the things we said, okay, so we have to put in the context What's happened during this time? What happened all around the world? The impact of the Muslim in this region and all the inventions that were developed during this period. For instance, the chess or some inventions about medicine or some inventions about uh, music, uh, culture, or whatever. So the thing we put it in a context, we created a timeline just to understand what's the time that during this period we recreated all these places with augmented reality tools. We rebuilt 3D objects just to utilize and to manipulate and to interact with that. Because it's very important when you are in an immersive environment, the interactivity. is It's not you are inside the place and you are going to listen and to see. You have to interact, you have to manipulate, you have to decide what you want to learn and in the way that you want to experiment with all these things. And this was really amazing, you know? So it was put it in a website and now it's in a platform Frame VR. You can use it with glasses or without glasses. And today I was there and it's so many people around the place and this was not published, it's just because the people type in internet and discover that this is free and they can use it. So we are going to upload the Christian reconstruction, and we are going to put new three videos, 60 videos, where you can see the evolution of the city and, and everything. And this is really fantastic. So 
But now there is a new factor coming, is the music. The music was a critical success factor of this immersive experience. So we were talking with some musicians that they developed, well, they recorded a record that the name was The City of the Three Cultures, Muslim, Christian, and Judaism. And this was perfect just to put it in a, into the context. So when you are flying around the city and you are walking around the small streets around Cuenca, you can feel everything in your skin, you know? It's like if you were really there because all the senses are around you. And this is, for me, is one of the most impressive projects. Anybody that's new to looking at things in VR, you said Frame VR. How do they access this? Well, Frame VR is a free platform where you can create your world, so you can create, or you can put your content, but it has some limitations. So what we are doing now is we are trying to put it in mixed reality Microsoft environment where you can interact more easily with the 3D object and you can put videos and you can interact and you can have an open community more immersive than Frame VR. So you can create your environment and this is what we are doing right now. We want to rebuild an open environment where the teachers have the availability of the opportunity to use different resources from internet or they can build their own resources because nobody knows that there is a lot of free software internet. You have Paint 3D from Microsoft that is free and you can use it to create your 3D environment and to put it in mixed reality just for free. And it's an amazing tool and it's very simple. Six years old can use it, and kids with six years old and 10 years old. And then you can print this 3D object in a printer. So, and then you can understand the complete process and you can rebuild different buildings, open spaces, you can record your 360 videos, you can make your own project. And it's quite simple. Let's be sure and do a shameless plug and let's give the links where people can see your work and any place you're going to be speaking in the future, any place they can see your publications. Yeah, well, I don't know how I can share. You have the link to the Frame VR or the link to the Smart Education Lab's uh, YouTube channel because in a Smart Education Lab YouTube channel, we used to put all our projects. I will put those up on the screen and also in our podcast. Carlos, my final question usually with the podcast is, if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you really like people to learn from you? <laughs> Good question. Well, creativity. Creativity. And imagination, you know. I love, I love this sentence from Albert Einstein when he was talking about education. He said, well, we are not talking about knowledge. We are talking about imagination. So imagination and creativity, you can do everything, whatever you want. You can go to Africa, you can go to South America, you can go all around the world, and you can do anything you want with imagination and creativity and a little bit of support, a little bit of money, for sure. Carlos, thank you for your time today. Okay, it was really my pleasure. So I think I can share the links by mail to you if you want to put it on your website, on the blog, or whatever you want. You and I have been listening to Carlos J. Ochoa, founder and CEO of XR Services Company, One Digital Consulting in Madrid. 
Carlos is both president of the VRARA Madrid chapter and VRARA global co-chair of education. In addition, he's the author of numerous publications on immersive technologies. Be sure to check out the project Carlos and I were discussing, his magical and mystery tour around cultural heritage project. This is a free resource, which Carlos designed with his one digital consulting team for the iLearn conference earlier this year. It'll take you on a 360-degree exploration of Muslim civilization in Cuenca in the Iberian Peninsula. You can access this project at framevr.io forward slash ILRN 2020 dash showcase 143. One more time, that link is framevr.io forward slash ILRN 2020 dash showcase 143. Also, take a look at the ways One Digital Consulting is empowering educators through their Smart Education Labs VR AR platform, which you'll find at onedigitalconsulting.com. That's onedigitalconsulting.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us, twomavericks, at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.